This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, I'm, I'm Tasty. Uh, how you doing? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Hello. Goes well. Of course. Ah, do things, do anything other than go well in the Bring Network studios? Have you experienced something that has gone wrong, Steve, in your It's always tenure? just been the smoothest of sailing. Absolutely. That's, that's how things go here at the Brewing Network. This is why we have the best of sponsors. We have just the ultimate every time. Quality equipment, quality beer. That's how it goes. It's all good here. <laughs> See, I bet you that was smooth. I bet you nobody knew. Um, speaking of smooth, how are things going for you, Tasty? Going really well. Uh, this thing's up loud. Uh, been, uh, I'm booked into uh, the New Zealand National Brewers Conference in March. Yes, I have been advertising such, so I'm glad you you've, are showing up. Because, you've been advertising it. Because I've said you've oh. been going. I've oh. been saying you were going. Well, I'm going. And, uh, <laughs> and John's going. I've been saying both of you have been going. Yeah, uh, and uh, Chris White. Yeah, there you go. Good crew. Uh, New Zealand is lovely. I would go again, except uh, I'm going to be working on my building expansion then. So. Oh, yeah, you got a business night. Your play's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, but otherwise, I would go. Uh, New Zealand is a beautiful country hmm. with the nicest people in the world. Well, really? Absolutely yeah. the nicest. Sounds and great. Uh, lots of great beer. You, you just can't go wrong. New Zealand, if you were moving anywhere, New Zealand. It's <laughs> a you. big move. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be checking it out. I'll also be checking out their uh, hop harvest. It'll be in March. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be their, uh, their fall. Yeah, take an empty suitcase and... Uh, Fill her up? Yeah. Bring, yeah. bring something back for me. Something, a little something special. A little something something. Huh? I'll huh? fill it full of beer and bring it back full of hops. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, I give you some beer to take down there. I got I got oh. beer in cans now. Oh, you got beer in this in this glass of mine here. This uh, Heretic, uh well, yeah, hop yeah. grenade IPA. Yeah. It's the bomb, buddy. I love it. It's great. That turned out all right. I could drink lots of these. In fact, I did last night. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I. If if you got room in that suitcase. Well, I, I give, give you some some. I international. I can take two two fifty pounders. So. Give you some cans. Which uh, oh. won't break on the, uh, you know, won't yeah, rattle have... together and break. No, I get you. Yeah. And uh, we got our canning down, our package oxygen down so low in the cans, it's like... Keg, like mummifying that it's stuff. It's like ke- keg beer. Wow. And they're like mini kegs. Wow. They're that, they're that good. That is excellent. Yeah. No, we got that thing dialed in. Perfect. It only cost me $25,000 for an Anton Parr <laughs> machine. To, to Everything's $25 when you open a brewery. <laughs> right. But, but it... Uh, I tell you, it's one of the greatest purchases I've ever done because it really allows us to to make changes and know what the results oh, are. And, yeah. you know, instead of kind of just guessing at sure. you know what your oxygen levels no, are. That's how you got it so low. You could tell you could. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, cause and effect. Uh, you know the 
all the 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 pundits, the experts, they were all like, "Wow, that is really low. That is really good." And, yeah. You know, so we're, we're jealous. Yeah, I'm, you know, people people getting ready to sell me other equipment. They're like, "Well, yeah, that's what you expect with our equipment too. It's only a million dollars, and it'll do that. It'll do. That's what you get. <laughs> like, okay, it's not perfect. What do you want? You need yeah. two million for that. I mean, still, we have to we have to do that. But uh, no, the, the the people at AB, they're you know. They're surprised at how well we do on that thing. Oh, nice. They're like, oh no, that's, they're a little that, jelly, huh? That's within their spec. They're like, yeah, like no. So, no, that they've been fantastic. Nice. And you got the cousin in the can as well. Yeah, oh yeah, oh two, yeah. Two different beers. You got the cousin in the can. Wow, that's great. Put your cousin in the can, absolutely. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, all you folks listening. You get yourself to that New Zealand uh, Homebrew Conference site. I think they just uh, they fired that thing up. Went first up, uh, yeah, first of the month or yeah, yeah, two days before or something. Only seventy five bucks. Yeah, it's really reasonable. Yeah, seventy five New Zealand. Yeah, which that? that's that's like thirty six cents, I think. <laughs> U.S. Right. Well, it's close. It's, I mean, it's not that different than uh, Australian dollars, is it? Really? Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 so. right. That's that's more like so it's people in like sixty two cents. Wow. It's close. It's somewhere around there. Don't don't you know, you might want to Google the actual exchange rate, but I tell you that's that's cheap for a nice conference like it is. like it's yeah. gonna be and, you and know some, some international like superstar me. is gonna be there <laughs> exactly. like you and uh and, it's white, John. And well, I'll tell you this: you, you probably don't have too many opportunities to see Tasty and John. No, both are miserable health condition. <laughs> yeah, they don't right. take good care of themselves. They're yeah. going to be—they're going to be we're dead. An inspiration to these guys. Yeah, they're going to be dead in no time at all. Yeah. So you—you yeah. you want to best get there and yeah. see them before they're gone. That's true. It's like I always wanted to see Johnny Cash yeah. in person. Never got around. To Never got a chance. Here's your you chance. Know, it's like, oh no, he'll, he'll be—he'll be. And no, now he's dead, gone. <laughs> Same thing's going to happen with Tasty and Palmer. Exactly. Chris White, eh, probably too. He'll, he'll die in some RV accident or something. But you know, I think, uh, I think it'll be get fun. them while they're hot. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, before they're stone cold dead. So exactly. head, head on over to that thing. Uh, today we are going to be doing Belgian Golden Strong. Oh yeah. Strong like bull. Yes. Yes. I forgot my recipe. Oh, there you go. You don't have your recipe on, like on your phone on a Kindle. It's same as yours, I'm sure. No, this is before you had your book out. I don't, <laughs> then I would have had to steal the recipe from you. Uh, but I have uh, some thoughts on my process. I think, I think sometime if there was a recipe that you used, that was my recipe. We should both just like say the same recipe and see and see what which people yes. brew your recipe which people brew my recipe <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> from the show yeah people be like ah oh, tasty i brewed your recipe from the from, yeah. the, from the show <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man that was killer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool all right uh what else great should we talk about the style uh, i think we're gonna do that after the break because i don't happen to have the style in front of me yeah and because Plissé is not to, here. That's right. Where is that little guy? Yeah, uh, he's off, like, living the life of the rich and famous. The announcer guy said he was here, didn't he? He did. Okay. I blame it on Steve. Steve could have fixed that, but he didn't. So it wasn't my fault. Yeah, that's right. That's how it works. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about Belgian Golden Strong and 
all its nuances right Let's after do it. this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy easy to navigate or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch jade and the gadget guy roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you 
you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Looks like we're in the 2008 style, guys. That's fine. That's fine, Steve. I didn't need the 2015. That's, uh, we'll, hey, we'll work. We'll work hey, your this. phone wasn't working, so <laughs> <They can't, laughs> the next best thing. They can't have changed much over the last uh, seven years. Oh. I mean, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um uh, aroma complex with significant fruity esters, moderate spiciness, and moderate alcohol and hop aromas. Mm. I would not say that, you know, the moderate, the hop aromas got to be on the low, 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 low side. I'd say moderate is, is a bit too too generous. What about if it's like a, you know, like a spicy hop? Like, uh, yeah. A lot of the you know, typical hops used in beers like this. Well, yeah, I, I I would say that you know the spiciness is more from the yeast of fermentation, the the phenols. Phenols, that are being yeah, you're right. Yeah, get that. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd still downplay the hop aroma thing. I mean, maybe that's the way it is in the fifteen guidelines. I don't know. Uh, esters are reminiscent of lighter fruits, such as pears, oranges, or apples. Moderate spicy, peppery phenols. A low to moderate yet distinctive perfumey floral hop character is often present. Yeah. Okay, uh, give me present, but should not be really not that strong. Um, I mean, because here's the thing: we're all talking like in the land of super hoppy beers, and when you say something is moderate or you know yeah. strong or something like that, and we're just talking hops around here, you're talking about you know this hop yeah. juice. Yeah, so. Uh, and maybe the, the 15 guidelines has, has taken that into account. I don't know. Um, alcohols are soft, spicy, perfumey, low, moderate in intensity, no hot alcohol or solventy aromas. Malt character is light, no diacetyl. Um, yeah, the, the, I think, you know, the alcohols and the esters and the phenols add to that concept that, oh, maybe it's a flowery, spicy hop note. And so they, it kind of reinforces it. And really, you know, you can get some of that and a little bit from the hop. So, yeah, it can. I guess it can be additive. Uh, appearance is yellow, medium, golden color, good clarity, effervescent, massive, long-lasting, rocky, often beady white head, resulting in characteristic Belgian lace on the glass as it fades. Uh, the flavor is a uh, marriage of fruity, spicy, and alcohol flavors, supported by a small, soft malt character. Esters is reminiscent of pears, oranges, apples. Low to moderate phenols, peppery in character. Low to moderate spicy hop character, often present. Alcohols are soft, spicy, often a bit sweet, and are low to moderate in intensity. Bitterness is typically medium to high from a combination of hot bitterness and yeast-produced phenolics. Uh, again, you know, high bitterness means something different to today's uh, drinker, I think, than, than it does back in 2008. And uh, yeah. so you got to be careful. This be like about, a Belgian IPA is what we'd be looking for here. Ken. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I think it's important that the guidelines be updated frequently in order to assess, you know, the, the concepts that are common in yeah. in the the populace that's, the, that's reading these things. Uh, substantial yeah. carbonation, bitterness, leaves a dry finish, low 
to moderately bitter aftertaste, no to acetyl. Mouth very highly carbonated, light to medium body, although lighter in, than the substantial gravity would suggest. Thanks to sugar and high carbonation, smooth but noticeable alcohol warmth. No hot alcohol or solventy character, always effervescent, never astringent. Uh, oh, one thing I like about this write-up is it emphasizes the fact that the alcohol shouldn't be solventy. Yeah. Warming, you know, um, that that's, you know, very important. Overall impression, a golden, complex, effervescent, strong Belgian-style ale. Uh, comment, strongly resembles a triple, but may be even paler, lighter-bodied, and even crisper and drier. Drier finish and lighter body also serves to make the assertive hopping and spiciness more prominent. References to the devil are included in the names of many commercial examples of the style, referring to their potent alcoholic strength and as a tribute to the original example duel. The best examples are complex and delicate. High carbonation leads to bring out the many flavors and to increase the perception of a dry finish traditionally bottle conditioned. Uh, yeah, uh, 1070, 1095, 22 to 35 IBU, 1005, 1016 finishing gravity. SRM 3 to 6, ABV 7.5 to 10.5. Uh, our examples tonight, uh, Delirium Tremens, Alesmith Horny Devil, uh, Duvel, and uh, Prankster from uh, North Coast. And let's see here. Duvel's on there. Uh, we didn't get, we did. We don't have any Russian River. That's the problem. That's the standard. All right. Uh, Prankster. But I would, <laughs> I would say I this. Pivo, once again, did a wonderful, wonderful job. So the style's kind of a flip-flop between the 2008 guidelines and the 2015 guidelines. Mm -hmm. So they're both listed. Right. No, these are all all excellent. excellent, Fantastic. uh, Excellent job. Thank you very much. All right. Um, What what do you think of Belgian Golden Strong Tasty? What's your... general take on on this style is this style you drink a lot of no i don't drink a lot of it uh, i don't see too much i don't you know primarily a draft drinker so that excludes a lot of beers like that you very typically see that uh, being produced as a draft product uh at least domestically but maybe we'll get imports once in a while like that uh yeah i think it's a, i like it i think uh, you know i'm pretty particular i like a nice you know really dry mm-hmm. uh no sweetness uh you know clean uh you know, highly carbonated. I really look for that. I want it to be, uh, you know, half half foam in the glass. Uh, you know, probably like at four volumes and stuff. And uh, it's kind of hard to do, but that's uh, why so it's usually bottle conditioned. Uh, mm-hmm. I expect this, these two that I'm that beer I'm seeing in the uh, in the shorty bottles probably not four volumes. And I think that, no, that bottle no, wouldn't those, hold that. Those bottles wouldn't hold it. Yeah. No. But yeah, I like the Everestant. I like the. Uh, mm-hmm. High phenolics and uh, yeah. Well, and uh, as I recall, at uh, one point we were Sweet. doing the. I think we were doing the style show on the Belgian Goldens or something. You brought, or maybe it was a Sunday session. I can't remember. It, it was, was Sunday point. session, but and you it was brought in, in the garage. I think. Yeah, and and you brought in. Uh, you called it two, a two. You brought in two Golden Strongs. I thought they were and one the was, same beer. It was the same beer, yeah. but one was a. For somehow one was attenuated further than the yeah, other. Yeah, I had done a. Uh, uh, it, I thought it finished too high, uh-huh. so I, I added. Uh, no, I added uh, actually to, to the whole batch. I added uh, champagne yeast, mm-hmm. like thinking that would dig it down, and then so it didn't, you know, do enough. So I uh, alternated. Uh, I had time 
that's what I was making it for the uh, National Home Brewer, uh, National Home Brewers uh, comp- Home Brew Competition. And I had time to like do this, so I would take it and let it get warm mm-hmm. uh, for a, a week, and then I would chill it down to like you know forty degrees for a week, and then bring it in and out of that. And every time I warmed it back up, it started fermenting again. Right. And I got it to dry out really well. When you first tasted it, you. But I, I thought you, you, had, it, you had two two side by side. Yeah, one I didn't do the uh, right, the, right, right. Uh, the back up, the in and out uh, warming up thing. But I remember the one that finished. What you had lower, yeah. higher gravity tasted sweeter, tasted drier. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then the then the you one called that it the, lower. the sweet ass golden straw. Let that beer placed that year. In this the second is a, round. This is a, the fine cool. kind of commentary you get when you ask me to taste a beer. Sweet ass. Yeah. I'll, 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 well, it was, it was I'll use words like ass right. uh, in my description of your beer. But I wasn't done with it. I was. You didn't taste what I actually entered, which was yeah. Uh, probably went from like thirty-two to twenty-five or something, but it made a big uh-huh. difference uh-huh. in the beer. Huh? Cool. All right, let's do this. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll taste these beers in front of us, and we'll come back with our tasting notes right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new brew easy do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand santa clean lubricants and defoamers ph stabilizers and more five star chemicals has cleaning supplies safety supplies heat exchangers pumps hoses and valves and five star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations if you you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today Introducing Clarity Firm from White Labs, an amazing tool for pro brewers and home brewers. Clarity Firm is an endoprotease that will reduce chill haze and increase the stability of your beer and produces gluten reduced beer. Clarity Firm is easy to use. Just add it when you pitch your yeast, and Clarity Firm will do its work during fermentation. When fermentation is complete, chill haze will already have been addressed. 
In addition, reduce the gluten content in beers made with barley and wheat with Clarity Firm. Most beers made with Clarity Firm will test below 20 parts per million, the current international standard for gluten-free. Better looking and more stable beer with the added benefit of reduced gluten so you can pour your beer for more friends and customers. Why wouldn't you use Clarity Firm? Clarity Firm from White Labs. The reasons are crystal clear. Learn more at whitelabs.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We are enjoying uh, the fine beers that uh, the lovely uh, Bevo acquired for us. You did a great job. Yes, as usual. Um, I expect, see, I'm starting to expect like great things from you every, every week. Good. You should. Is that because I will be massively disappointed, or I should because I will be ritually rewarded? Because it's my job. Oh, see, she takes it seriously. I have never heard anyone else at the Brewing Network use the, the, the phrase job before. <laughs> unless there was like... Well, it pays my bills. Unless there was of. another word right before that that yeah, indicated yeah. some sexual yeah, act. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, think, sort of I, think, uh, I think really... You know, job is not thrown around here. Uh, I know that I'm not completely warped because it took me a second to realize what you were talking about. And then I was like, oh, right, right. Yeah, it was only a second. Well, yeah, but it's better than just being right there with you. Right. That is (laughs) a problem. Okay. Steve. Yes. We are going to start with you, my friend. All right. Based on your understanding of the Belgian Golden Style. Uh-huh. How would you rank these beers as fine examples of the style to our listeners who are trying to master the craft of brewing a Belgian Golden Strong? Um, I'm kind of on the fence uh-huh. but for number one between the Delirium and the Duvel. Mm-hmm. They're both really effervescent, mm-hmm. really got that champagne Kind mm-hmm. of deal going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Duvel's a little bit more caramelly, where there, where areas the Delirium is a little bit more um, kind of lighter, like a Pilsner, more of that um, little bit more dry, I feel like. Um, you don't have those two glasses mixed up? Uh, 
I might. <laughs> well, I might the Duval's one with the persistent head. The Duval's got the persistent head. So Duval's okay. the lighter colored one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm right. I was just wrong in describing it then, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, the Prankster um, has a really <clears throat> pronounced Belgian yeast flavor. That's what I got from that one. Um, the Horny Devil is struck me as really, really sweet. And not nearly as effervescent as the other three. That's pretty much all I've got. <laughs> okay. All right. So you would rank them? I would go Duvel, Delirium, Prankster, and Horny Devil. All right. Tasty? Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Duvel. Uh it's, you know, came out, you know, it's like I wanted. Half the glass was foam. Uh, it's the only one here that still has uh, appreciable uh, foam on top. Very impressed with that. And lacing. And lacing on the glass, yeah. It's, uh, you know, if I was looking at like a glass four in a golden strong category, I'd certainly be, uh, you know, loving that beer. So I'm going to have to go with it, number one, uh, just for all those good reasons. It's probably a. Solicit is a classic example for good reason. I give it, you know, it's certainly in the 40s in terms of a beer. Jesus. It's really dry. It's great. Uh, the Delirium, though, that, that's it's really good, too. I like it. It's, uh, it's also, like uh, Steve said, it's sort of, it's really effervescent and uh, certainly within, well, within the style. I like the fact that we all call you Steve now. Yeah, I guess the first time I actually called. It just rolls I'm, I'm, waiting, the time. I'm waiting for the day when I run into someone that's like, hey, you're Steve. You're Steve, you're Steve like, then. Fuck. Uh, no. <laughs> well, you may want an alias. I mean, you could, diff- you could you know, that's true. I can get some hide, distance you know? between this thing. Like, yeah, yeah you know. that's what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have a nickname on this show, for sure. Uh, yeah, the prankster is... Uh, uh, it's only it's only like 7.6%, so I'm not, you know, I'm not getting the... All the character that I'm looking for in a you know right. in a golden strong, so I'd say it's out of style, but it's really good. The Horny Devil, uh, it's it's on the other end of the spectrum. It's it's ten percent, uh, but it uh, to me it's got like a uh, it's sweeter, but it also and then it's got like a sour apple sort of uh, aftertaste. So both those are, I find kind of annoying. Uh, I don't know whether hmm. something aging on this or. Excuse me. That finish comes out a little earthy, in, in fact. I don't know. Whatever. Compared to the other ones, like, you know, anytime you're drinking two different beers side by side, one's going to affect the flavor of the other. So, right, right. When I drank the Horny Devil earlier, and it was with some time away from the other beer, it had a, complete, a different different flavor. But that could be, now that it's warming up, I might be getting uh, other, other, uh, other characters as well. So anyway, I have essentially the same order as uh, as Steve does. That would be Duvel. Yeah, Delirium, Delirium Trevins. Prankster and then Horny. The Prankster and Horny the Devil. Horny Devil last. Okay. Even though you said Prankster, you didn't think was in. Well, style. I would, yeah, just in terms of flavor, yeah, I would throw it out. Actually, yeah, okay, yeah. It's not a, it's not a double. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> um, 
for moi, yeah, I, I can't see how you wouldn't go with the Duvel. This <laughs> looks good. That is just, that's it right there. That is fantastic. That's that's Belgian Golden Strong in all its glory right there. Also a fantastic beer to have if you have a hangover. Oh. Just really? saying. Yeah. Okay. Like, a, like a mimosa or something? Sure. 10%, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You're all whatever. It well, works. you don't have a hangover very long. Nope. You're drunk again. <laughs> it's dry. It's crisp. It's fruity. It's got the phenols, but not overdone phenols. I mean, it's, um, you know, the head, the lacing, the, the carbonation, you know, uh, the dryness is the thing that people fail to capture in their homebrew examples and commercial examples. Yeah. They fail to capture the dryness of the Duvel. And, you know, they, they totally miss out on the style. I would agree that, uh, uh, you know, the, the ale smith is a bit sweet. And until you mentioned the apple it really didn't pop out at me. But Ugh. once you mention, mention the apple, yeah, it's got a strong apple component like a to sour, it. Che- like a sour apple, like a candy. Apple. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like a acetaldehyde yeah. thing going on in there, which... I imagine people enjoy like a you know a sweet apple-y beer is like a strong cider kind of thing. I don't think it's bad, but I think wow, it's compared to like the Duvel. Oh, you know yeah, it's I, it's not it's it's not in the same league. Couldn't drink. It's a fine beer, not in the same league. It also comes across a bit hot and solventy to me. Hmm. Um, what if it doesn't border on cidery? Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, to get the ten percent, they had to get you know. Right. They may right. have gone beyond the. Uh, that's one of the things on trying the to trying to push the uh, ABV, and uh, you know, coming up with, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, characters, you know, but uh, you know, the Duvel at eight and a half, um, you know, I'd give up the one and a half and and have you know more Duvel like. I think you know that's. That's more a yeah. sessionable beer than the ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It'd be uh, easier to produce that beer at eight and a half. And right, right, yeah. I it mean, could be a, something closer to develop, be a better beer. Yeah. The Prankster, it came across really sweet to me initially, and now it comes across really dry. Um, but it was also one of the sweeter ones. And uh, it's murky. This, yeah. this, this sample mm-hmm. that we have yeah, is murky. Crystal so, clear, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm... I don't know. I it, it kind of had a funky thing, so maybe it's just this sample. But and I was not a fan. Yeah, it's you know it's lower in carbonation, right? It's which in the squat really affects you know the sweetness. Yeah. The 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 delirium tremens, I think is nice as well. But you know I get quite a bit of sweetness to it as well. So it's sweet, and then the carbonation kind of dries it. You know the the duvel. I think you know. Stone cold flat, no carbonation. It still would taste fairly dry. And that's one of the reasons I really love the Duvel. So I also would go Duvel. I'd go uh, DT. And then between the Prankster and the Horny Devil, I think I'd lean towards the Horny Devil, kind of a toss-up between the two. 
I felt like the horny devil was had better carbonation. Um, you know, it's a clear beer instead of a murky beer. I mean, based on these two samples. Is there a difference? The the prankster is almost flat compared to the horny devil. Yeah, they couldn't. uh... Is there a difference whether it's corked or not? Especially with this style? Uh, well. Big difference in terms of. It can help. I mean, what what is the pressure that a cork can withstand versus a crown cap? Yeah, I don't. I guess the, the, the Duvel was capped. The mm. only one corked was the delirium tremens. Oh, okay. yeah. All the others were capped. Hmm. And I think the Duvel is great. Yeah. Agreed. Well, there you go. It's reasonably so, priced. Yeah. So, so for one one time and one time only, <laughs> we have all agreed. Uh, Duvel. There you go. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have a recipe for you right after this. There are two types of people in the world, naughty and nice. Grogtag is letting you tell it like it is with their naughty or nice labels for the holidays. Grandma getting you down? Slap a naughty label on that four-year-old pale ale and put it under the tree. Did your Uncle Sal add you to his will? Well, he deserves your freshest batch of IPA with a custom nice label. Pick up one set of each and take 25% off your order by either entering code NAUGHTY or NICE at checkout. We all know how much beer you have to get rid of, so why not make it look good? Go find them at grogtag.com and don't forget to sign up for their newsletter to learn about their upcoming Black Friday sale and the Gifting with Grogtag 12-day sale during Christmas. Grogtag. At least your beer will look good. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. 
Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking about Belgian Golden Strong Ale. I'm getting that strong part. Get a little uh, buzzed here. Right, right, right. No, um, and I'll tell you, you know, having had these beers in Belgium, um, I think it's a beer that travels fairly well. Um, but, uh, you know, there is a freshness about them, uh, when you have them, uh, you know, in country. That's true of any beer. Right. So I think one of the, one of the common problems is, you know, people, you know, expect certain aged character when they're, when they're looking to brew theirs. Um, I think I've I've told the story before I was, uh, was in Australia and, uh, somebody was asking me, speaking of New Zealand. I was in Australia after being in New Zealand and uh, somebody was asking me about um, you know what malt we were using in the US. I'm like, well, you know, like standard domestic two row. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, what do they use in, you know, uh, Sierra Nevada beer? I'm like, you know, standard domestic Rar. two row, yeah. raw, whatever, you know. Um it's raw. And uh they were like, well, you know, I've tried brewing you know, some of the clone recipes that you guys have had and, you know, it never really turns out the same. You know, you it ends up tasting completely different. It's lacking that malt character. And I'm like, well, malt character. What, what are you talking about, malt character? I'm like, ah, you mean like, you know, stale, you know, oh. oxidized beer character. He's like, no, 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 no. He goes, this is not that. He goes, this is malt character. And so he goes and gets a, a bottle of beer that's come from the U.S. And he's like, here. Pays like 12 bucks for this 12-ounce bottle. He's like, taste this. I'm like, yeah, that is that is stale. That stale is, beer. That is a stale beer. Mm-hmm. And I said, he goes, you know, that, that malty, caramelly. <laughs> I'm it's like, it's, it's stale. <laughs> and he's like, ah. I said, you know, what you've been brewing is the fresh, fresh thing. Yeah. You've probably been brewing like a great example. Yeah. And you're comparing it to something stale. Yeah. I said, you know, take your beer. I said, if you don't believe me, I said, take your beer. Let's sit six months warm yeah. and then try it. It'll get tell better. Me if it isn't the <laughs> same, yeah. same beer. It'll get stale and you'll love it. Right. And he was like, I just, just shocked. And, you know, that that's the thing. Anytime we get these beers, you know, you have to really kind of understand where they're coming from and, you know, what the yeah. effects will be. Um, you know, North Coast, not far from here. Um Ale Smith, not far from here, uh, developed quite a ways away. But, you know, it's a style that, that you know. Yeah, high alcohol. And, well. uh, yeah. yes. and there's not a lot to give that stale malt character. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of, of uh, right. darker malts. Or yeah, hops, no, hops that's that just like Pilsner malt and, uh, you know, some sugar and off you go. Yeah. Speaking of Pilsner malt, sugar and off you go. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, Belgian strong ale. Um very carbonated, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as I say, devil's in the details. Uh, starting gravity, 1072. Finishing gravity, 1007. Um, 32 IBU. 3 SRM. 8.5% ABV. Just like Duvel. 90-minute boil. You are going to use uh, 11 pounds of 5 kilograms. Of Continental Pilsner Malt. 
you are going to uh, mash at 149 degrees Fahrenheit, 65 C. Uh, you know, lengthen that mash mash time out at least 90 minutes. Make make sure you get full conversion. You might want to stir it every once in a while. And then uh, once you get the wort into the kettle, you're going to add cane sugar. You're going to add three pounds or 1.36 kilograms of cane sugar. Just table sugar. Uh, you know, the the Belgians use beet sugar. You can use the the fine Hawaii sugar cane CNH. But just use yeah, use the cheapest sugar you can. You don't need candy syrup or anything no. like sugar, table sugar. Uh, hops are going to be uh, some saws, chick saws, uh, 3.5% alpha acid at 90 minutes, uh, 2.25 ounces, 2.25 ounces, 64 grams uh, is going to give you the 32 IBUs. Should have a little carryover of flavor uh, at that, that amount. Uh, I like to use the White Labs WOP 570 Belgian Golden Ale Yeast. You can also use the uh, uh, Y Yeast uh, 1388 Belgian Strong Ale. And you're going to ferment this at uh, around, you, you pitch at 64 uh, Fahrenheit, 18C. And you're going to let that thing rise slowly over the course of fermentation, uh, over the course of the week. Uh, to 82 degrees Fahrenheit, or whatever it goes up to. You don't need to chase it. Uh, 82 Fahrenheit, 28C. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it, let, you know, start off low. Let it do that. It's growth phase, and, you know, uh, towards the end, you want that thing warmer towards the end is the point of the, the issue. Mm-hmm. So it's going to attenuate well. Dry that thing out. Uh, carbonate it to four volumes, and then uh Drink. Serve. Um, this isn't easy. Right. If, you, if you're going to do, you know, four volumes, you're going to want to make sure that uh, uh, if you're going to put it in bottles, that the bottles can stand the pressure. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I remember when I entered mine, uh, I had it at four volumes, and I, I just put it in the standard, standard log 12 ounce, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I packaged it like it was a like a bomb or something, right. and I sent it in the mail. Right. And of course, when they're selling it, they don't. They're just, like, throwing bottles around. Yeah. But I don't know. They, I seem to, like, they all seem to make it, I guess. Nobody yeah. asked for another bottle or anything like that. But, you know, a lot of times... Well, when like they a, explode, we tend not to ask for bottles. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like no, screw that guy. DQ. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I think I did place it in the second round, so I guess they made it. There you go. Yeah. Now, uh... I think uh, you know one of the keys to this is is really getting uh, you know a dry enough finish and getting getting the beer to attenuate out. And you went through uh, you know a considerable amount of. Well, uh, I had a failure. If you're, yours, I probably went right to 007 like you like your recipe suggests. Uh, you know, whatever for some reason, water profile or mm-hmm. not enough pitch or whatever. I, fi- I finished too high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the way you solved that was to you added, added some champagne, uh, champagne yeast, yeast and then and you then made it warm, warmer, colder, yeah, warmer, back, colder, yeah, back and forth. Huh. I stood in the keg. I put like I put a blow, a blow off uh, tube on the uh, in the gas in connector. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't think just going warmer would have done it? It stopped after a while, and I'm going like, hmm. well, it's not doing anything. So I'll try mm-hmm. that again. And I tried it again, and it. Huh. I'm taking you know. Wine thief samples and it's it's going down. Mm-hmm. Not just a carbonation going in and coming back out. Right, right, right. Did you try anything like Beano or anything uh, like that? Not to that beer. Yeah, I did it with a barley wine once. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it worked yeah. pretty good. Yeah, 
think I still have some. It's like as I ran across, I ran across, yeah, it's from 2006. Wow. Well, you should bring that in. I'll bring that in. If we uh, we get to do a barley wine show, we're already doing one, I think. When's barley wine coming up on the calendar? Oh, I don't know. Tasty's got. I have a couple left. Tasty's got like a 2006 barley wine with Bino. I had it like a year ago, and it was excellent. Ah, see. Well, I'll check the schedule. (laughs) But I know it's not this year. It's not this year. No. Hold on to it until next year. Hey, I'm easy to hold on to. It's stuck in the back of the refrigerator. Right. There you go. All right. We got one sample. Fantastic. (laughs) She's excited. I love your enthusiasm. Hey. I try. That's that's what makes this show is enthusiasm. So now, now, uh, Steve, you were talking about uh, the difference between a, a, a... Corked sample and a non-corked sample that you had. You were wondering about the differences on that. Yeah. Well, it'll hold, it'll hold the you same. You care pressure. to elaborate? I was hoping to, you would. Care, <laughs> which one? Say a few more words. I was, open, I was hoping you so would. So you I, say a few words, and that gives me the introduction to, to start. I don't, to I don't know if that, would, if that would do anything with the carbonation or. Mm-hmm. Why it was murky or whatever. I was just wondering if there was anything to it. Right, right, right. Um, well, packaging sh- certainly does have an effect on the product. So the amount of oxygen that can get past a package, you know, um, this is one of the reasons the cans are so good is that that little gooey hermetic seal and the and the double fold of the metal, uh, you know, keep oxygen from going in and out. Whereas on the crown caps on the bottles, the heat... Uh, and cooling on the liquid will actually the, the the bottle's not changing a whole lot. Technically, it is. It's still a liquid, right? The glass is a liquid, but the liquid inside is actually expanding and contracting considerably uh, under under the temperature changes, and it will pull in. Uh, it can. It, it's possible for it to pull in or push out uh, CO two or pull in oxygen or pull in air uh, under those conditions. So it's it's less than ideal uh, package. Corks corks are breathable, just to start. Now, if you have a beer that there's yeast in and it's active and there's still sugars, a little bit of oxygen may actually help it along. It may stale it faster, but it depends if you know, if you have Brett in there or something like that. Something to scavenge up the oxygen if it does right, enter. Right. enter yeah. So uh, you know, active yeast will will you know, consume that up. So that, you know, that could have an effect as well. Hmm. So certainly there's, you know, a difference. You know, I would imagine even, you know, the type of bottle you're packaging, the volume you're packaging, uh, you know, every little thing makes a difference. And it's surprising how small a change in packaging or, uh, you know, the package type or, you know, storage temperature, all that can have an impact on the finished beer and and what your perception is. And I'll tell you, one thing for for homebrewers struggling with, uh, you know, beer that uh, may not be, you know, what they want it to be or may not be, um, uh, you know, or they're they're kind of stuck on, on, on what their next step is, the greatest thing is to send it in to Dr. Homebrew on the Brewing Network. Oh, yeah. Because those guys, they'll they'll give it a score, they'll talk about it, they'll they'll, they'll go yeah. through why you know 
Yeah. It's one of the best. Yeah, yeah they, they do a great evaluation. And, uh, you know, so uh, I would suggest that. And tell them we sent you. I, you know, I, I don't think they appreciate how many people we send over to yeah. Dr. Homebrew. No, no doubt. You know, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking on the same dirty uh, microphone that uh, JP talks on all the time. And, you know, so there you go. I, I think I should get a little cred for that. Is that where the cologne came from? <laughs> I don't know where the cologne came from. But this uh, this whole rig stank a cologne when I sat down. I was like, oh, my God, I won't be able to smell the, smell the beers. I don't know. Somebody somebody rubbed in their cologne-soaked crotch, uh, these headphones. <laughs> nasty. Absolutely nasty. We were just here last night, so JP was the last one sitting there. Unless Damn, he's like cologne. And this also up doubles as the... Hop grenade office, executive office. All right, people are having sex in here all sure. the time, yeah. all the time. With that shade there. Don't look at me. That does not happen. <laughs> Porno Steve just gave Bebo a look. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, I th- I think uh, you know those are those are all fine examples. I think that uh, clearly, you know, go out and get yourself a bottle of Duvel. I think really, it, uh, he's survive. Weird. Yeah, it uh, travels well and, uh, you know, comes in a nice uh, painted bottle. No, that's delirium tremens. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Duval's clear. Yeah. Or brown. There you go. All right. Another fine show. Thank you all for listening. If you're uh, listening live, stay tuned. We're coming up with Foreign Extra Stout is our next show. <coughs> it's so... Scout, it makes Bebo draw beer night. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on. <laughs> awesome. I'm new here. Hi. Yeah. Oh, we love her. That's okay. That's right. She um, works cheap. Yeah. Um, Not by choice. If you enjoy this show, I would suggest checking out uh, the Brewing Network store. Go to the Brewing Network store, brewingnetwork.com slash store. we got new styles. All sorts of goodies in there. Lots yeah. of great gear. You buy that stuff. Not only do you look cool at your next homebrew event, you end up uh, helping the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Yep. Any profits from that? All right go to, to Bevo. The bo- right to Bevo. Right to Bevo. Yeah. She cashes that check and uh, God knows what she pays does the bills with it. She pays the bills with it. Yeah, let's go that way. She pays the bills with it. So if you want to keep paying the bills, check out the Brewing Network <laughs> store and uh, keep brewing and keep supporting your homebrew store. Uh, shop local if you can. Make sure that homebrew store homebrew store survives. Until then, everybody, Bruce Strong. Man, Auburn.